with the Civil War saga and thoughts on depression. South African speaker, game ranger, and safari guide Alex Vandenhever with the power of relationships and the authentic earth. And Heather Brittany and Cynthia Bryan de-stress our kids. Stay tuned. It's the Hour of Power coming right up, right here on Star Style. Be the star you are. you are. My name is Cynthia Bryan, and I'm always so excited to be your personal growth success coach right here on the airwaves with you, bringing you the authors, the experts, and the professionals. This show is brought to the airwaves under the auspices of Be The Star You Are charity. Since its founding in 1999, it has served approximately 165,000 people within 58 organizations, logged more than 150,000 volunteer hours and distributed $1.5 million in resources. We thank you for your support. Visit www.bethestarur.org. Well, today's show is a power-packed travelogue of history, war, relationships, big game tracking, and stress relief. In our first segment, you're going to be talking once again to author of the Civil War saga, Kill the Devil, T.K. Marion will be with us. He's returning to discuss his book, plus more of his work to inform others about mental illness and scholarships for people with cystic fibrosis. Then we're going to travel to the game reserves of South Africa to meet Alex Van de Hever, who is really a down-to-earth, passionate man, who through his love of the bush and his deep bond with nature has led him to tracking. And he's going to show us the meaning of really relationships. And finally, in our final segment, Heather Brittany and I offer tips, advice, and solutions to help kids be kids with less stress and worry in their lives. So get ready to pump that energy, love, learn, laugh, listen, and live your dreams by reading these books and listening to our show. The Miracle Moment for today is brought to you by the Carmony Collection, handmade, handcrafted, handbags, canvas totes, and clutches with vintage bangles, bambles, and beads. Visit myspace.com forward slash Carmony Clutches. That's Carmony with a K, Clutches with a K. And this is a quote from Abraham Lincoln, our 16th U.S. president. You can't escape the responsibility of tomorrow by evading it today. Well, Abraham Lincoln was considered one of America's greatest presidents. 
Historians have confirmed that President Lincoln struggled with depression while ordering Union troops to victory during the darkest days of our Civil War. Author and expert of Kill the Devil, this is the, the novel of the Civil War, T.K. Marion, he is an expert on Lincoln's inner despair and how it has influenced his presidency. We welcome T.K. back to Be the Star You Are. Hi, T.K. Howdy, Cynthia. Nice to be here again. Well, howdy, howdy. Back to you. I'm so <laughs> glad to have you back on the show. It's always good to, to have such positive energy and also all your incredible knowledge. Now, T.K., you know firsthand about how debilitating waging a battle with depression can be because you have experienced some of that affliction, the same as Honest Abe did. And um, from what I understand, one in four individuals in the United States also suffer from depression. And I want to talk about that today because that's something that you really are involved in helping others overcome. But first I wanted to get back to your novel, which we all love, called Kill the Devil, which sounds just like it's a true story from the Civil War, but it's really a fictionalized story. And I was wondering, when you were writing that, how did Lincoln's Depression compare to your own in relation to the storyline? Well, Lincoln, as you know, did have uh, depression uh, during his life, not just during the war. So he was battling this, you know, forever. Uh, he also had uh, moments where, you know, thinking of suicide, which, you know, a lot of people who do have mental illness, like myself, I've been diagnosed with bipolar disorder. And in my last uh, episode, I was at that point also. So but when uh, you were writing Kill the Devil, TK, did because you went through a bout of your depression and your bipolar disorder when you were writing the book, if, am I correct? That's correct, yeah. I've oh. had this all my life. I, I, I didn't know about it till I was diagnosed, of course. Right, right. But do you think that, that did it affect you in any way in your writing? Not really, because writing was an escape for me. Um, a hobby that you know I, I became serious uh, in doing, um, but like I said, I mean it, it was almost like therapy for me. It got me away from my stress, my problems. Um, Which you know, many people yeah. and many statistics show that writing is one of the stress release is is one way to get away from what's happening in your real life is to create. A separate life. Let's talk about what happened to you and your bipolar, because you you have written a story where you talk about being like at the pinnacle of Mount Everest, that everything was going so great in your life, everything was successful. You know, new car, new house, new girlfriend. You're writing a book. Everything was super, and then boom, you were just hit, and like the wind was knocked out of you. Oh yes, uh, <laughs> I uh, went through a you know a tough time, you know to say the least. Um, you know, I quit my job. I lost everything, my, my home, uh, my car, especially my girlfriend. That was <laughs> devastating to her, especially. Um, and uh, I don't know. I, I had to go for bankruptcy. I filed for that. Uh, I, you know, lived with my parents for a while. So I, w I was down there at the bottom, and uh, I got lucky. Uh, uh, my parents, you know, pointed me in the right direction. I got proper medical help, and, you know, I'm, I'm on the recovery uh, 
process now. And uh, I'm very lucky, you know, I'm on the right medications, I have a great doctor, and I've had a lot of support. And in helping other people, because, you know, I know that one of the big issues, and you and I have talked off the air about this, is knowing what you've written about with historical figures and then experiencing it yourself, you want to reach out to others and let people know that there's help out there. And so what you also mentioned you had like three choices. You could seek medical help, you could turn to a life of crime, or you could commit something terrible, which would be suicide, which so many people do because I'm sure, I'm sure they feel like they're going crazy. So what are some of the steps that people can do to actually seek medical help if they feel they have, might have some mental illness or suffering from depression? Well, first thing they have to do is seek help. Um, a lot of people don't want to admit they have a problem. I mean, well, that's probably number one then, right? Is exactly. Uh, I mean, the stigma of mental illness is just incredible. Uh, people know you're, say, for instance, uh, you've been diagnosed with major depression, uh, bipolar, schizophrenia. I mean, people look at you, let's face it, they look at you in a different light. Mm-hmm. And that's part of the stigma. The pe- people in the world who don't have some form of illness, mental illness especially, they don't understand what people who have it are going through. And I, I was talking about this yesterday with a member of um, uh, a group I belong to, NAMI, uh, which stands for the National Alliance on Mental Illness, and I told her that people don't want to understand it, and that's the problem. Um, so NAMI, the organization I belong to, we try to educate the public. We're at, we advocate for uh, people with mental illness. So we try to get the word out there that you know people with mental illness are normal. They can do normal things. Um, so that's what we try. We have great educational programs, recovery programs, family programs. We have guest speakers come in on uh, experts on mental illness. So there's a lot of work to be done, and I'm and proud you, to and be. And people can find information at your website at tkmarion.com, can't they? That's correct, yeah. www.tkmarion.com. There's information about TK's books as well as the charities that he supports and, and all this, his advocacy for mental illness. I wanted to ask you something from a historical perspective because I know you are an expert on the Civil War and on Lincoln, etc. Was he stigmatized at the time of his life, or was it not until um, you know this this past century that we discovered that was one of the reasons of some of the actions that he took? His melancholy was well known, as you know. Uh, They only called it melancholy. They didn't call it depression, right? Well, yeah, it was depression, but uh, I guess the word in those days was, you know, melancholia. Okay. Um, so uh, I don't know. It, uh, you know, a lot of people probably looked at him a little different, saying, oh, he's a little weird. But, <laughs> um, you know, his depression, like I said, is well known, and uh, whether he was, you know, stigmatized by that uh it doesn't seem to be the case. No, I was going to say, I think history has proven he was one of our greatest presidents ever. I mean, he's definitely revered in the American culture as well as anywhere around the world. So I think that he is a very good character reference to show that if you have mental illness, you can still lead a very full, prosperous, and a giving, making a difference kind of life. 
Now, speaking of making a difference, you have the 13 Star Scholarship Foundation, and um, you're dedicated to people with cystic fibrosis. You were inspired by your brother, and you are creating scholarships, etc. I-, I love the, your logo of the stars, you know, with the rider and the horse. I mean, it, it's just so it's 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 so as a very poignant logo. Talk about this scholarship foundation and the cystic fibrosis, the work you're doing with that. Um, yeah, the Thirteen Stars Foundation. Yeah, Thirteen I, I Stars started, Foundation. Right, I started that last year. Uh, I wanted to do. So, in fact, I uh, promised my dad before he died that you know I wanted to do this in honor of my brother because of the cystic fibrosis. And uh, but uh, I I hope. Um, in fact, I will be giving out my first scholarship in September. I'm hoping to do it on his birthday, my brother James, who was afflicted with CF, and uh, I'm hoping to do, you know, give out my first scholarship on his birthday. But uh, what we've done also is we've kind of expanded the uh, foundation. Um, we have other, let's call it, causes we want to become involved in, such as uh, mental illness. Literacy, which I know you're, <laughs> you base your life on that. Yeah, very important cause, and we're also going to be come very much involved in uh, vets, uh, wounded uh, vets that come back from war, or even the veterans who have served, you know, in uh, various wars. Uh, so often, our veterans are our forgotten heroes, and you know, we just can't forget. No, it's it's inexplicable inexplicable that we do and uh they need our help and uh and the government needs to give more too well you know if every person who believes in a cause would open their pocketbook and even give one dollar what a difference we could make you know wouldn't that that the truth i mean wouldn't it be so easy for everyone just to say okay i want to do something oh i agree uh one of the uh uh, areas uh, of the foundation that relates to my book, Kill the Devil, is that actually we're going to be starting a campaign that uh, for every book that's sold, I'm going to donate so much money to, uh, of course, my foundation comes first, the uh, scholarship. And then uh, I think we're going to start with the Wounded uh, Warriors, we call it. Well, that's perfect because it fits right in junk conjunction with Kill the Devil. Exactly. It's a military book. It's about courage, duty, patriotism, and that's what the vets are all about, these wounded warriors, and uh, we think it's a great idea, uh, and anything we can do to help. Uh, uh, well, and you do. know, that war of all wars was the most horrendous because it was brother fighting brother and neighbor fighting friend, and unfortunately we see history repeating itself all over the world, in countries around the world. And we really don't want that to happen again, do we? So, you know, I think the more information and the more that people will read your book, Kill the Devil, I mean, they'll be totally entertained. They'll, they'll be transported to the 1860s and what is happening. But they'll also get a sense of the horror of any kind of conflict, any kind of battle, any kind of war. Sure. And I think the most important thing that comes out of the book is the appreciation uh, for soldiers. And this book, of course, whether it's north or south, uh, these these guys were heroic. They were patriots. 
uh, and you have to admire their courage and and of course you know the many wounded in the civil war as compared to today i mean you have to admire that well one of the things i admired so much uh, tk about your book kill the devil were the characters were very very real and i what i liked was the fact that they could see beyond the colors of their coats they could see beyond the blue and the gray to the man underneath and whereas your your protagonist was given the order to kill General Lee, he really did not want to do this because he had, he believed in him. He thought he was a good soldier, that he had integrity. And to me, that made the book very real, is that, you, you know, you can uh, not like the action but really love the person. That's, uh, yeah, that's stuck in my mind throughout the book, um that uh, Westmoreland, who's the protagonist, uh, didn't like the idea of killing Lee. He had great respect for him, but he also had his duty. He believed in Lincoln, his country, and that um, uh, if he did assassinate Lee, that it would bring the war to an end, and that, of course, was the overriding factor in what he uh, did what he had to do. That's right, and you know, and I think that was another part of it is if we can bring an end to uh, to the death, the destruction, and and the war between the states, then almost anything would have been acceptable at that time. So you had to look beyond that. That was yeah, that was Lincoln's problem. Let's face it, it was 1864. Um, the war was dragging on; casualties were mounting. He wanted a quick solution. Of course, this is all fiction. But you can understand but the premise. we don't know that could have really been happening, couldn't have it? Oh, sure. He was looking for all kinds of solutions to end the war quickly. I mean, the election was coming up, the press, they were breathing down his neck. So he was under a lot of stress, as we know. <laughs> well, let's give out your website uh, so that people can go there, they can get you any of the novels that you've written. Uh, Kill the Devil is the current novel that's out. You're working on another one right now. The website is www.tkmarion.com. That's T as in Tom, K as in Kitten, Marion, M-A-R-I-O-N.com. And at the website you can find out about the 13 Stars Foundation, uh, issues about mental health. And you have a new book you're writing right now, right? Uh, actually, it's done. We're just, uh, you know, polishing the rough edges. All right. Well, I'm sure you're going to be back on when you've got that one, right? <laughs> hey, that's a good idea. Thanks. I think it's a great idea. Well, TK, as always, thank you for joining us right here on Star Style. Be the star you are. Keep doing the great work in promoting the advocacy for the help for mental illness because... You know, we need that so much, and we really have to show that we can all be honest aides. You've been listening to Cynthia Bryan on Star Style, Be the Star You Are. We're going to South Africa when we return. Stay with us. Thanks, TK. Cynthia. Singing lovely songs of love is all I ever dreamed of. This business of show business is no stroll in the park. 